Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's uh, episode of the Women in Tech Policy podcast. I'm Isabella, and we have with us Kathy Foster, who is the Vice President of Global Government Relations at eBay, as well as Lori Wong, who's the Founder and Executive Director of Reflections of Trinity, which is an eBay for Charity store. Today, we have a special episode for you guys. We're going to do a fireside chat to talk with both Kathy and Lori about women in e-commerce and specifically about eBay's new report called Equitable Entrepreneurship, Empowering Women Through E-Commerce. The report itself talks generally about access to e-commerce opportunities and how they've helped women, especially small business owners, as well as hardworking entrepreneurial individuals deal with economic and social challenges, especially as they relate to the COVID-19 pandemic. So thank you, Kathy and Lori, for being with us here today. Excited to be here. Great to be with you. Great. So just want to start off and learn a little bit more about both of your guys' backgrounds. Kathy, if you want to go ahead and start us off and talk about how you came to serve in your current role at eBay. Sure, I'd be happy to. I joined eBay about four and a half years ago as Vice President of Global Government Relations. And just a little bit of background on me. I'm a native Californian. I attended UCLA where I was a political science and business major, always interested in politics and current events, and headed to Washington, D.C. after I graduated to work on a presidential campaign and ended up working in the White House. So it was an amazing experience to witness firsthand how the executive branch operates. I decided to head back to California. I worked for a couple of companies, um, National Semiconductor leading their government relations. And then I was at Apple for most of my career for over 20 years and I built government relations function there. Um, Happy to be at eBay. My team focuses on advocating on policy issues that support our sellers. And I think one of our unique differentiators is we have sellers like Lori who help advocate to members of Congress on key issues of importance to their businesses as well as our company. Great, and you know, Lori, going from there, we'd love to hear more about your background and your overall eBay journey. All right, so I'm the founder and uh, executive director of Reflections of Trinity, and we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization and we're located in Powder Springs, Georgia. We've been there for the past 18 years. Um, Our focus is to provide assistance to those experiencing food insecurity by providing nutritious groceries. And we currently serve approximately 1,000 families a week and distribute over 200,000 pounds of food on a monthly basis. Um, So hence the the need for uh, revenue Uh, from our eBay division to to purchase that food. Um, Reflections has four divisions, actually. We have the warehouse, we have the eBay division, we have a brick and mortar thrift store, and then of course we have the food pantry. And, um, you know, a little bit about my my normal day on the job. Uh, With the pantry being our largest um, division, we have approximately 10 to 65 volunteers and staff uh, on a daily basis. Um, That sometimes can take up a little bit of my time. Uh, Obviously, we have the admin department with uh, finance and and HR, and things are constantly evolving um, in those divisions in addition to our thrift store and our eBay division. Um, It's touching all four divisions uh, simultaneously throughout the day, and I have some very long days. Absolutely. I can only imagine. Um, To dive a little bit deeper into that, 
how does the eBay division, you know, function and interact with you know, your three other core businesses? So it's a it's an income generator. And um, thank God I have been selling on eBay now for over 16 years. And um, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, we have to purchase the food that we serve to our community. We are um, a large partner agency with the Atlanta Community Food Bank, and that is a subsidiary of Feeding America. And although we get the, the food at a discounted cost, we still have to purchase it. My food budget alone for the month is over $20,000 a month. So um, I have chosen to use social enterprise to generate um, the lion's share of that uh, revenue rather than uh, do fundraising events. So we, we, um, we get a lot of that revenue from our eBay store, and that's why we are uh, an eBay for charity seller, um, as well as our thrift store. And I can tell you it was the best move I ever made. Absolutely. And how did you come to eBay as a part of your social revenue generating? Uh, well, I stumbled on it. It was actually um, a friend who came to volunteer, uh, realized that we were not um, getting the foot traffic because of our location. And um, this was back in 2005. And he said, uh, have you thought of eBay? And I said, what's eBay? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> so um, he said, well, let me help you set up the account. And he did. And then I'm, I was on my own to try to figure things out. And this was before YouTube. This was before all the technology and resources that we have today. It was just me and the computer um, learning as I go and, uh, and fuddling through. And um, now we have um, actually two stores on eBay with almost 20,000 items listed in inventory. Wow, that's really, really great to hear. Um, you know, Kathy, eBay just released this report about a month ago about, you know, with situations like Lori's and women who are using eBay as a platform to support their small businesses um, called Equitable Entrepreneurship, empowering women through e-commerce. I would love to hear from you about this report and some of the results that you guys saw. You know, what was, what was surprising? What was interesting to you guys? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, the report is truly amazing. I'm really proud of my team for pulling the data together to highlight how eBay really empowered and helped women earn extra income during the pandemic. I think a few facts stood out for me. 69% um, of women surveyed said that the ability to sell on eBay was a benefit during the COVID-19 pandemic. And 74% of women said the ability to work from home is a benefit to selling on eBay, which I think are real, two really compelling facts. Also, we heard that more than half of the women sellers surveyed indicated that being their own boss was an important benefit of selling on eBay. So I think all of the facts that came out of the report were really instrumental and really helped support women um, during the pandemic, but on an ongoing basis, um, like we're doing with Lori in her um, enterprise as well. Absolutely. And Lori, um, having heard some of those results, you know, does that resonate with your experience? What are, you know, some of the obstacles that you faced as a small business owner, both, you know, in the brick and mortar sense, as well as, you know, potentially on the e-commerce side as well? Uh, absolutely, they resonated with me because um, if it wasn't for eBay, I'm not sure that we would have gotten through COVID, especially with the mandatory uh, lockdowns of our thrift store. 
Um, you know, and for those of us that have more than just an online store, um, small business is a balancing act on a tightrope. <laughs> you know, for us in the nonprofit world, we have a limited uh, administrative budget. So things like advertising, marketing, and branding um, is of concern to us. Uh, external changes like the Inform Act could uh, seriously affect us. Um, and then, of course, what we went through with COVID uh, that, you know, shut our store down for almost two months. Um, you know, put on top of that the fact that we doubled in clientele in a two-week mm -hmm. period during COVID, um, just needs for food. We went from 500 to over 1,000 families needing food. We, we absolutely had to pivot. And if it wasn't for our eBay sales skyrocketing during that time, um, we wouldn't have made it. Absolutely. And as you said, you know, it's not just about eBay being able to support small businesses generally, but even more so during the COVID-19 pandemic for organizations like yours that are already, you know, providing such a vital function to the community via, you know, food that became even more critical during the Absolutely. pandemic. Uh, critical is the key word. Absolutely. And so going off of that, you know, how can organizations like eBay, um, as well as policymakers, you know, do better to support businesses like yours and other, you know, women-owned small businesses? eBay does a great job um, as a whole, but uh, I think fundamentally, I think continue to create opportunities to listen and really listen. Um, you know, women business owners, we have a unique perspective since we are generally the primary caregivers for our children. And mm -hmm. um, historically, it's been men catering to men. Um, so I think just creating those opportunities to listen uh, to where we're at. And, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges a lot of women face is, you know, especially when they're starting a new business is just fatigue. <laughs> you think about um, all the things that you have to do during the day. And um, when there are platform-wide mandatory changes that um, these e-commerce platforms make, um, it requires a lot of extra work on top of our daily duties. Sometimes if... Um, if they're just able to listen, uh, they would take those things into consideration. But, you know, eBay does a great job of, uh, of listening and, um, and acting on what they've heard. Absolutely. And Kathy, coming back to you on this, you know, what are some of the you know, policy challenges and initiatives that you and your team have worked on to support sellers like Lori? Sure. We advocate on a lot of issues on behalf of our sellers. And I have to say that's the best part of our job. We just love being able to advocate uh, for all the small businesses that, that sell on eBay. Um, over the years, we have focused on many issues. I would say uh, past year, the top issues that we've been focused on, one is a little technical, but it's been focused on increasing the threshold for sellers as part of the American Rescue legislation. What happened was, um, in that legislation, it reduced the selling threshold from $20,000 limit and 200 transactions to $600 and no transaction uh, for a marketplace company to issue a 1099K um, report to sellers. Uh, what this change would do, would it would impact millions of Americans and our sellers and entrepreneurs that are 
cleaning out their garage or selling a few items to make extra money um, will now receive a 1099K form. And it, the change also requires platforms of all different shapes and sizes to collect full social security number for millions of individuals casually selling on the platform. So it's complexity and um, confusion, frankly, for our casual sellers that are selling on our platform. And so we're trying to really lift that limit so they have the opportunity to sell more before they actually have to be issued a 1099K tax reporting form. Another really important issue that we continually advocate for on behalf of our sellers um, is ensuring that we have a secure, reliable U.S. Postal Service. The post office is used day in and day out by many of our sellers, and we know they rely heavily on the U.S. Postal Service to reach their customers. We've been working diligently to support the Postal Service Reform Act of 2021, which includes critical reforms that will ensure postal service is affordable and reliable. We wanna make sure that our sellers can get their packages to their customers and they feel confident that um, they'll have that service to provide in a reliable and affordable way. So knowing that uh, government relations um, is advocating for us on the Hill with policy changes um, has really been, uh, it's, it's been such a benefit to us as sellers. Uh, case in point, um, they were able to pivot when um, they made the, uh, the change to the internet sales tax and that was instituted, I think in 2019. You know, eBay was able to absorb the lion's share of the work just to make sure that we were compliant. Uh, so that that was an amazing um, that was an amazing benefit of having eBay on our side when it comes to policy change. That's great. Absolutely. I'm happy to hear that, Lori. <laughs> and Kathy, you know, you've talked about your your advocacy and work with politicians on the Hill and even the extent to which some eBay sellers help you guys in the in that advocacy. I'm curious about to what extent you guys work with other e-commerce companies as well to engage with policymakers on you know the, the wide variety of issues that affect small businesses online. Yeah, we work with um, many other marketplace companies um, and platforms to, to basically help um, advocate for our sellers. You know, most of our sellers are multi-channel and many policy issues we cover affect all of the platforms through which they sell. So we participate in coalitions with other e-commerce companies to help expand our coverage with policymakers. One example is actually a coalition that eBay was instrumental in forming um, with other marketplace companies, which is called the Coalition to Protect America's Small Sellers, um, or called the PASS Coalition. That's the acronym. Through this coalition, we work to educate policymakers, uh, both at the state and federal levels, um, on the benefits of third-party marketplaces, and really to establish thoughtful solutions to consumer economic development issues that impact the e-commerce industry. The coalition itself supports policy issues that generally favor small business growth, support entrepreneurship and digital innovation, and ensure safe, secure, and convenient shopping experience for our consumers. Some of the other founding members um, as part of this coalition include Etsy, Macari, OfferUp, and Poshmark. So again, we work with many other marketplaces um, through coalitions to be able to help amplify our voice um, when it comes to these critical policy issues. 
for example, we worked with this coalition and other e-commerce companies to oppose legislation that was introduced in the California legislature that would have made marketplaces liable for all products sold online in which the platform made aid listing and process payments. So we're pleased and really concerned about this precedent and would have said ultimately the bill was pulled from the committee and didn't advance in the 2021 session. So it was really, again, the broader voice of the coalition of these marketplace companies that allowed us to be successful and defeat this bill that would have been powerful to um, marketplace companies. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing, um, you know, your, your guys' work in that area. So to pivot away a little bit from, you know, the policy and some of the day-to-day -day work that you guys do, I'm curious to hear about your experiences, you know, as women in your current role. And Lori, you know, to start with you, you know, do you have any advice or guidance for other women um, or, you know, anyone generally who is starting an eBay or e-commerce business, especially to support, you know, nonprofit organizations? Sure. Um, so three things. Number one, uh, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So pace yourself. <laughs> um, not only pace yourself, but be consistent. Uh, that's going to help you with burnout. Um, consistency, I think, is, um, is what's lacking for a lot of people. They do things in, um, in spits and starts. And I think that consistency is going to go much further um, necessarily than intermittent speed. Um, number two, uh, for those that are wanting to do a little bit more than just a yard sale, um, find a product or a vertical that you really enjoy and um, would love to sell in that vertical. And then immerse yourself, educate yourself, and just be a sponge on what works and what doesn't work. You know, it's a process. It's an it's an educated process. So uh, spend time getting to know more about that vertical, and then join the eBay seller community um, or join the community of um, whatever platform you sell on. Um, the community is a great place to learn, to grow, um, just to be motivated. Um, and to create friendships. You know, I find that when you're part of a community. Um, you last longer, so there's uh, stick to stick to itiveness uh, when you're part of a community, and and eBay in particular has so many resources um, that you can use. There's Seller School that will take um, a seller brand new all the way through advanced on everything that you need to know about eBay. Um, that's a great tool to use. Uh, there's also a new one that's in beta right now. It's called the Ads Academy. Big, big help um, because advertising, marketing, and branding is always a huge problem for small sellers. So to go through the Ads Academy and have the opportunity to um, promote your listings in an a la carte kind of way is, uh, was a great idea, fantastic idea that eBay implemented. Um, so take advantage of the tools. Uh, so those are the three things that I would uh, that I would suggest. Absolutely, and Kathy, to turn to to turn to you, um, you know, there are many other women, you know, like myself, who are just starting out in their careers in policy, who are interested in learning more, getting more involved, especially on the tech side, um, and would love to hear from you about whether you have any advice for, or, or guidance for women who are starting out in this space. 
Sure, be happy to. Um, so it's interesting, you know, I've been in Silicon Valley, I guess close to uh, 25 years. And it's interesting, when I first started, there were not many women, uh, frankly, in tech companies or even in a government relations role. I think largely the tech industry was more male dominated because more men at the time had engineering backgrounds and that attracted more men and they obviously went up the, the leadership chain. Um, but the good news is that we are seeing much, many more women um, going into engineering and um, succeeding in engineering and other leadership roles in tech companies. Um, I would say though that important uh, for women and young women that want to go into tech or policy in tech is to really find um, a mentor, somebody that can really you know, mentor you, help you. How do you, you know, navigate a company? How do you get visibility? Uh, how do you collaborate uh, amongst all the various different functions in a company? I re really think it's important for women to support other women. And um, I try to do that in my career, even with young women, you know, coming, you know, from Washington, even if it's off the hill, if they're interested in policy issues, um, talking to them about engaged and how do you, how are you successful in terms of entering a tech company and, um, and being able to um, really show your value. And if you're doing policy for a tech company, a lot of times you actually have to act as a translator because business people don't really understand operates. And so it's actually a great opportunity to be able to explain that in a way that they can understand. So keeping it simple, um, keeping it concise and um, in a business friendly terms, I find is always very helpful. But going back to my first point, I really think it's important to, um, to help find mentors within companies um, to support each other as women. Absolutely, I can definitely say that, you know, I've, I'm about two and a half years into my career and mentorship has definitely played a large role in not even just, you know, the formal settings of being able to help navigate a company, but also even the more informal passive interactions of just how we how to think about a career generally um, and how your work in a current moment applies to that and how you can more fit and evolve into the next thing. So I absolutely agree from, you know, the other side or the reciprocal side of mentorship. That's great. Well, thank you so much, um, Lori and Kathy, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking with you both. Um, and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your weeks. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Much. Great job.